0: Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly and this is Shauna Danberg and you have joined Don't Mess With Our Kids podcast hosted by Her Voice Movement. Listen, there are women and men and families all over the place that are saying enough is enough because the attack on our children has gone way too far and America is in great need of God right now. So there has been a grassroots movement that is uprising in America called Don't Mess With Our Kids. It is so easy for you to be engaged with this, one simple way is to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure that you share this episode with other people. And also put this on your calendar, April 13th, 2024. We are going to ask you to have no weddings, no family reunions, nothing going on that day. If it's your birthday, you could totally Celebrate celebrate at the Capitol in your state. And we even have nations that are saying that they're going to stand with the United States of America at their U.S. embassy. This is the day that we want all 50 states to stand at their capital and pray. We're going to take communion. We're going to plead the blood of Jesus over our state and our nation. And then we're going to talk about reformation strategies. This is one of our first public gatherings, and you just got to be a part of it, okay? And then very soon, we will be releasing a date in the very near future to gather 1 million women and their families to stand at our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. And you know what? It's not going to stop there. I believe that we're going to have years and years and years to come of overwhelming victory. And God is going to see this thing through, but he wants to use me and he wants to use you to do it. So this is our strong invitation for you to participate in what God is doing on the earth and we're so happy that you're here with us today. We have such a powerful man of God on here today. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. <laughs> so Nate Johnston, we followed him for years and years and years, years on social media. I don't even know how he popped up on our feed somewhere. You know, somebody sent us and said, "Have you heard this guy?" You know. So we are watching him and Christie's uh, prophetic words, and we really felt like they were in the bushes, just yeah, we spying felt like on they were us, watching
1: us because everything like so spot on <laughs> it's
0: like are you observing my exact life and so we just followed what they're doing and then to come to know them as friends has been such a such an honor really and a true gift but let me tell you a little bit more about Nate Nate Johnston is a prophetic voice that is the truth he's a worshiper a very powerful worshiper I've heard that too who has a heart to see sons and daughters unleashed into passionate friendship with God I love that. and an effective supernatural lifestyle. Through his ministry school, Everyday Revivalists, which is super powerful, he leads people from the basics of the gospel through to being sent and released into their mission field, as well as championing and raising up emerging prophetic voices around the world. So he's duplicating himself is what's happening, duplicating the power that God's given them. And that's such good stewardship. His burning cry and desire is to see the body of Christ become a beacon for the lost by raising up a generation that walks in the love and power of God, representing him well. Nate and his wife, Christy, have three daughters, which they are precious. I've seen them with my own eyes. They are amazing. Charlotte, Sophie, and Ava, and they live in Dallas, Texas. And so let's bring on Nate. Nate, I'm so excited that you are here today. Shauna and I were super pumped about this. I do have to brag on your wife really quick, if that's okay. Yeah, go for she it. Was, go for okay. it. Okay. All right. She was on a previous <laughs> episode with us. And I did wear, I just want to say this, people that are not watching my <laughs> video, they might be watching or listening only, yeah. but I'm wearing this shirt. This is my cow print shirt yes. for your wife. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I've never, ever wanted to be referred to as a cow until, until now, (laughs) (laughs) until you hear Christy's incredible dreams. One of them is about, she was an actual cow in a dream. It's actually a super important dream to hear. So go back to that episode, everybody out of just sheer curiosity of what I'm talking about, go back to a previous episode with Christy Johnston. She's super powerful, but Nate, I, I, I've learned this over time. And that is where you see a woman who has freedom in her voice. There's usually a Mordecai around the corner. There's somebody, there's usually a man that has been instrumental in her life, whether it's a father, an uncle, a coach, a teacher, a husband, that has uniquely and powerfully encouraged her to soar. And so I know that you are Christy's number one Mordecai. 100%. Absolutely. Yes. And so today, I'm super excited to hear um, as much as we can squeeze in from you. Um, but we just want to recognize you as somebody that God has put his finger on and he has mandated to be a Mordecai in this hour, not just to a few women, a few Esters, but I think to a nation that is in desperate need for the voice of a man and many men to stand up in this hour and charge forward in power and love, just like you do with your school. This is amazing. Let's start here. I know that you and Christy came from Australia. We heard the dream about the calendar. I had never heard that dream before. I was like, whoa. Okay. So you guys came over here on a dream and um, ended up in America, but can you share what is the burden that you're carrying for America and why are you investing in this country? Because you could just live your life and just kind of do some things here and there. But why do you care about America?
2: For me, I've always loved America. Even when I was a kid, I just, I loved America. It was just in me. It was weird. My, uh, my grandparents uh, promised me they'd take me to America on a trip and it didn't happen they ended up going on their own and i remember this i was like 10 years old i was like grieved i needed to be in america you know but when we uh came to work for our friend nick vojtich in la in 2009 2010 it just something happened where it just felt like uh america was our nation and it was this strange yeah it was this strange adoption that it it wasn't anything formal i wasn't a citizen or any of that but i just we just loved america we would travel around and I could feel the Lord's heart for America. The, the tough part was like, what do I do about Australia? You know, I love Australia yeah. just as much. What do I do about Australia? And I had this incredible dream actually around the same time that we, we came to America with the whole calendar dream Christy had. And by the way, we're the crazy people who move on dreams. You feel the crazy people out on. there. It's. It, that's just how you go. People are like, how do you know you're meant to go? Just if it's a dream, God gives it to you. Don't let Lou slap you around and tell you, don't just say it's just a dream. You move on that dream. You steward <laughs> it. Right. You do something with it. So we're those people. And uh, around that same time, I have this dream where I'm standing uh, in America and I'm looking up. And I knew it was America because the stars were the northern skies. And I studied the stars as a science geeky kid. And I'm looking up at the stars and I'm hearing the words of all these people saying, what are you doing? You're a traitor. You're leaving Australia behind. What are you doing? America's not your nation. And I'm standing there and I'm just grieved because I, I can feel almost like as a midwife, over america that i'm meant to be there to be like a watchman on the wall and and you know prophesying and speaking into america that it's going to come into its best days it's going to turn back to god come back to its roots and all of that when an indigenous australian man uh and i grew up knowing all the culture i'm part indigenous as well he came up stood next to me and he he just simply said to me when when you sow into this nation when you sow into the land of america it's going to go back and impact australia And so when you're thinking about America right now, why America? Why America? People are asking, what's so important? You know, people are saying, you know, come on, what what about France? What about Canada? What about New Zealand? I feel like right now that the the battleground is in America. And if you're wanting to know how you can impact your own nation, of course, pray in your own nation, of course, stand in your own nation. We need you to do that. But pray for America because as whatever happens in America, it's going to impact the nations around the world. And I know that, and I know that my personal battleground, Christie's, and my personal battleground is America. And as we do that, it's going to impact Australia as well. God's going to take care of both as we're faithful to do that. So we love America. We're here. We're watchmen on the wall. You know, uh, we're, 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 we're midwives for this nation, and we just couldn't be more thrilled to be here to do that. What an honour.
1: Yeah. So Nate, you know, Jenny, you mentioned that he's a Mordecai a couple Mm -hmm. of times and maybe some of our audience doesn't know what Jenny's referring to. So maybe you could even catch us up to what that means, but then speak into that because I, I have an incredible husband, but I also have two adult sons that are 23 and 25. They're both married. They're both having children right now. They're just young dads. And I'm just thinking about how they look up to men like you, you know, and they listen to voices like yours. And so tell us a little bit about Mordecai. Who is that? What does that even mean to be a Mordecai? And then kind of talk about how important it is to step into that role right now.
2: Well, I loved how Jenny put it when we're at the, uh, her voice movement um, conference in Portland just uh, three or four months ago. And she said that, um, that men were the bows and women were the arrows And i was like wow you couldn't paint a better picture of of that role and it's we're looking at gathering so many these female voices right now we're wanting to gather them we're wanting to get behind their voices and it's so easy for men to go what's my role well go read the book of esther for yourself okay i'm not going to give you the story go read the book of esther and see how how instrumental mordecai was to esther and what she did and he really was that bow for her, you know. And I just want to read this scripture. And for me, this is so such a significant and practical way of how we as men, as husbands, as as brothers, can can get behind women's voices right now. Um, I think it's Esther four verse eleven. I think it was. I may, I may be wrong. I don't have the verse here. Every day, Mordecai paced in front of the court of the women's quarters. To learn of Esther's welfare and what was happening to her. Like, <sighs> oh, why does that grip <laughs> me so much? You know?
1: I'm crying. I'm I know. crying. I'm like, wait. <laughs> okay. I okay.
2: <laughs> you know, like just why? Why was it so why was it his calling like that? Like it just blows me away. When I read that, I'm like, let me read that again, please. Every and every day, Mordecai paced, paced, like that's he wasn't a wasn't a weirdo standing out in front of the women's lockers. Okay. He was a guy possessed with purpose that he knew that his calling was to get behind her and to know her welfare and what was happening to her. He was a watchman. He was, he was more than, he was an armor bearer. It was, he was everything, you know, and, um, I've never told this story, but this is something, um, years ago when we began our ministry, it was 2015, it was 2016 officially. Um, It was like God just poured out favor on us, you know. And Christy was more like behind the scenes doing some stuff. And I was getting all these invites to speak. And it was like, wow, this is weird. We've been in the wilderness. People, We've been blacklisted in our city. People don't know who we are, blah, blah, blah. And um, I essentially started writing courses and doing things. And one day the Lord told me in a dream, stop what you're doing. He said, slow down and bring Christy's meant to be a part of this. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I had a dream and it was interesting because this is 2016 in the dream. I slowed everything down and, and Christy did not want to be on video. She did not want to be in the limelight. Like, you know, Christy, she is not, she wouldn't have chosen this. She just wouldn't. Okay. It's not a, it's not like a, you know, a fake kind of humility thing. It's, it's this, that's Christy. She just, if God didn't call it, she wouldn't do it. And she was like, no, no, I'm not going to, it's all good. And I I shared the dream with her and she's like, no, no, you know, I'll, I'll just go slow and, the lord said no slow down and so i remember when i got our domain i'm like i'm gonna i going to make a statement It's nateandchristy.com i remember that and i was like i slow everything down and i did this and the second part of the dream was that she released a prayer book and i was in the dream i was releasing a book at the same time the lord said make sure hers, her book is released first wow. and i was like why like what's the point of that like why would he give me that instruction and it was it was almost like i didn't even see back then just how much she had been bullied by queen bees and by mm-hmm. the religious system that didn't know where she quite fit. Are you a teacher? Are you an intercessor? Are you a prophet? What are you? And they always put her in this weird place wow. and she was really like under, undermined. Like we were in a church environment for years. Well, I was invited to go speak and it's was like, ah, oh, Christy, you can do 10 minutes at the conference. You know, you can do the little side thing. And that's how it was wow. for a long, long time. And it was like, don't flatter me. That's not flattery if you're putting my wife down, you know, and so I feel like, and this is not to praise myself. I've had to fight to get behind her voice. I've really had. I've, um, sorry, I've had, I've had to fight to lift her up because she's had, like, as someone who's a prophetic voice, and I've been through stuff. I don't. I think it pales in comparison to what she's been through as a female voice, because number one, she is just a unique, you know, a, a unique um, jumble of so many different expressions that the Lord's using her in, and she's got this ferocity, you know. And um, I've had to go, well, hang on, how do I counteract that spirit that's trying to take her out? And so when I read that scripture, I go, how many, how many voices out there right now are being like Christy and they're being opposed by the enemy over and over and over? And one of the key components is they just need a Mordecai right now to say, hey, I believe in your voice. Simple as that. It. Validate, affirm, over and over, validate, affirm acknowledge, acknowledge, you're, you're a powerful voice. Stop, you know, stop disregarding it. Stop throwing, stop forfeiting your voice, you know. And uh, I've seen over, especially over the last seven years, how there's been such a war against women. But praise God right now, you can see that the, the gates are broke, breaking open and the women are going, hang on a second. You know, I'm, I'm a mom and I've got a, I've got a baby on my arm, like Christy writes about, and re- releasing prophetic solutions. But I have a role right now. Like, you know what mm. I mean? And men, you have an equally important role. I said this in DC, it just came out as I was speaking that night. I said, women are going to war and they need the Mordecai's behind their scenes to go be- go to war for them so they can go to war. Yeah. That's Otherwise, it. women are gonna get stuck in their heads. They're gonna get, be in this, the battle in here of I'm not good enough, I'm all that, all that stuff. They're gonna cater to the war that's going on with their mind. They'll never step out of their house. Good t- to go do what God's called them to do, but if men war for them and we intercede for them, they will.
1: Yeah, wow, we
2: need to be the Mordecai's pacing right now in the spirit, you know what I mean. And uh, I'm man, just thinking is, about is-
0: your this is incredible. I, I don't know much about your school, I just know that you guys are um, having these students come, and some of this, Nate, is you know, it's it's caught. And it's an impartation, yeah. And I'm just thinking right now about the students that you guys are teaching, and anybody on here. And you're thinking, I need, I need what these people have. Yeah. I need what I've heard from Nate. I need what I've heard from Christy. I'm just gonna say, jump all the way in to what you see people doing. That you say, I want more of that. Don't just leave it up to this podcast episode. Right. Go in. Go to their website, nateandchristy.co. Go in there because. Um, you know, you could choose to do a million things with your life, you and Christy could, but the fact that you're pouring into people to get the heart of God on these matters is so important. I just wanted to stop and say that really quick because I'm literally listening to you right now going, man, if these students are getting this on a regular basis, like they're set up for success. This is really, really good. This is really, really good. So how did you know the fact that you even knew and we're sensitive enough that there's a war going on in most women. I would say all women. You know, yeah. But I don't know that. I don't. That to be a fact. So I'm just going to say most women. But that there's a war going on that says I don't. I don't know if I can do this. How do you? I mean, do you just know prophetically that there's pressure? Do you just sense it? You how can. How are you even sensitive to this?
2: Um. Well, I, th- I mean, seventy percent of our students uh, are women, actually, and that's always been that way. I've been trying to tap into the men right now. I'm trying to say, "Hey, come on!" And we've we've actually had a huge influx of men, and especially married couples, which is so good. And seeing that dynamic, and you know, they come into our into our school, and suddenly they're uh, they're dealing with things in their marriage, and it's good because God wants them to be on one page, and that's all great. Um, but women, uh, I've noticed just since we started our ministry, I, I think Christy was definitely a key of kind of understanding that because. Um, you know, I I would see the battle she went through and I would see similar battles in people, our students. I'm going, man, like women have it a lot harder. Like men, men will go undetected. And I think that's a totally different battle. And I think the Lord is really doing something right now to really revive men into their spiritual identity and responsibility. But that's a different story. I think women uh, tend tend to live in here a lot more in terms of, um, it feels like they get really bound up in a lot of comparison, um, self condemnation, uh, and intimidation. Yeah. And I'm going, what, what needs to break that, you know? And to be honest, like over the years, I've gone, man, we just need to affirm them, we just need to. But it's been, it's been such a more recent revelation since running with you guys that I've gone, man, this this whole Mordecai thing is it. That's the key. It
1: That's the, the key, key here. It, you it is. You know. And, um, I,
2: just,
0: oh, go ahead. Keep going.
2: Oh, I, I shared this at her voice, but um, you know, uh, when Christy was writing um, the Deborah mantle, when she was reading the story, I had never read about uh, Deborah in this way. It's like a, such a small passage that she'd write a whole book out. It was amazing, but it's interesting because there's Deborah and there's this guy called Barack as well, and this is it says this: they sang a song together. That's what in Judges 11 says, they sang a song together. On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang the song. Wake up, wake up, Deborah. Wake up and break out in song. Arise, Barak. Take captive your captive, son of Abinoam. And there's a beautiful dance between the men and the women um, throughout history and especially in these two stories and um, if men could realize it, and this is what I've, this is something that's been a revelation for me in my marriage. And that is that if she's freed in her voice, I'm naturally going to be freed in mine. I don't need to try to go on war to try to, I need to get out there. I need to get my, if I just get behind her. Okay. It, it, God just does it. There's something about that. And I won't be, I'm not going to stand here. Like I've always been this perfect husband and doing that all life that i'm perfect now all i know is that i've seen the fruit of getting behind god's daughters and simply affirming them helping them get rid of the lies and pacing and pacing is a i believe is a spiritual um it's just pacing is an intercession i feel like that's just yeah. like a like a brooding you want to brood over something not in a, a weird way where you're just you know you're this intense person sitting there on the side like but you want to be there you it's almost like you want to completely put out all the fires the enemy sends to them you know you want to completely debunk the lies that come on a daily basis like no no don't, don't entertain that that's not who you are and it's their spiritual role i think of just keeping them on track and saying hey that's who you're called to be that's the voice you're called to be don't second guess it wow. and uh if we do awesome. that effectively if husbands out there you do that effectively you want to see your wife step into the voice she's called, she's being called to be. And I'm telling you, it's going to unlock so many of the spiritual battles and warfare you guys are facing as a family. I've seen this. This is legacy right here. We're in a legacy changing moment right now, you know. And uh, families are being rearranged and changed and recalibrated, all pinning, underpinned to the unlocking of the voices of mothers and women around the world. I truly believe this. And in every, <clears throat> in every generation, there's, there's a different key and there's a different thing the Lord's doing. It is the women right now. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: It really is. So I'm thinking about this story just to give an example to what you're saying. Um, you know, when God said here about three years ago to me, just privately, he said, you're going to gather a million women. And I was thinking, really? Cause I don't know a million women. So that's gonna be that's gonna be tough, God, because I don't know a million women. Have you seen my Instagram? I haven't been working on that, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course, you know the story, Nate, but, you know, the cat's out of the bag and now the prophetic has gone forth. And now it's just accountability on every side. Yeah, and um now we're in the thick of this thing, right? Like Lou, he pushed go. It's out, and so many people are running right now. And a couple times, I've had, just in the last five or six months, a moment where it's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, mm-hmm. you know, and mostly confident, mostly going, you know what, God, you're going to do this. I-, I could never do this, but there's been a couple moments. And one of them was a couple weeks ago and I was driving to church and something, I don't know. I was probably feeling pretty tired and vulnerable, whatever, but I pulled into the parking lot and it just hit me. I I don't know if I can do this. I I mean, just it just I got overwhelmed, began to cry. And it was like one of those, like, and I'm crying and now I can't stop crying. Okay, supposed to be in church right now. Great. You know, but the floodgates have started and I just allowed myself to just, you know, be just be in the moment. And at the same time, I was like, I gotta text Bob. Bob's inside the building. <laughs> and of course I'm praying. And God's like, you're not alone, Jenny. I'll never leave you. Help is on the way. And don't you worry. And and of course, I'm feeling the comfort of the Lord. But I call Bob or I text him. I'm in the car. I can't stop crying. Like, save me, you know? So he comes running outside, comes to the passenger seat, jumps in, you know, his big smile. And he's just smiling. He's like, you're going to be okay. You know, he gives me a hug and he says, you're made for this. Wow. And I knew I needed the strength of his voice tangibly in that moment. And it was like okay, and we're done. Now we're going into church and now we're, you know, battling forward. And so, um, this is an example of what you're talking about. And I'm sure you've done that for Christy many times. And, um, you know, the men hearing right now, um, maybe that's all they need to know is to pace, to intercede. So practically what, what does it look like for a man to say, "I, I, I need to come alongside my wife. Or my daughters. And I need to, I I think back to the pacing of the gate because intercession might even be a word people have never even heard before. But can you give some like practical like here's here's what you need to do, men, here's how this thing's gonna work.
1: And I just want to add too, because I'm thinking how something you've done, Nate, that I think that other men are called to for sure, is even beyond your wife and your daughters. But like women, like you can be a voice that can encourage women in general and just women you, you run into at the grocery store, women, you know, at church, friends on social media, it's like men being that encouragement can be in women, for women in general, like it, it's powerful when you step into that role. So, yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I, I think, um, in a, on a practical, in a practical way of applying it, um, number one, I would say is, give them room, give them room to be the voice they're called to be. Um, And that practically looks like, you know, we, we need to be able to acknowledge, okay, for instance, Shauna, you're going you're a powerful voice, prophetic voice. You're an encourager. It's speaking into that, but it's saying, Hey, what are you going to do with that? It's like, not afraid to say, to create some responsibility for them saying, Hey, God's really anointed you for this. Um, what are you doing with that right now? You know, is there a a certain way that he's told you to create an outlet for that? Or maybe it's just having a few women over. What does that look like practically? I want to make sure that's a priority for our family, that you step into that. That, That's very. But the thing is, we we can't fall into the error. And this is, I've done this, okay? So trial and error, I'm learning. Um, Don't then go, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to then abdicate. (laughs) I'm giving you space. I'm doing my role. And I'm going to go play golf or something. But I hate (laughs) golf. No, but I'm going to go do something, go fishing. Okay, that's better. Sorry, that's a better one. Um, Camping or something. No, I need to be there. I need to be present. I'm a part of this. I'm I'm going to be like on the sidelines so that you are protected and you're safe in your development of your voice. I don't want to be absent. I need to be present. But I'm saying, hey, here's the arena. Do what you need to do. Grow into that. But, man, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be like the, the guy on the sidelines making sure, hey, if you get a little bit. You get a little bit bloodied and you get beat up and, you know, you're navigating some warfare and you're, well, I'm going to be there, you know, oh, be mm. a present, be a present Mordecai, be a present voice. So, um, yeah, I've seen I've, that's gone the other way and in a bad way sometimes. And she's getting beat up and she's, she's wants to throw in the towel. And um, I'm, I'm there quickly to, to kind of like go, Hey, it's all good. These things happen. We, we have bad days um, and whatever. And I remember this conference, Christy, I'm, I'm going to be real. You know me. Oh, Christy went to this conference years ago and I was so encouraging of her to be there. And I felt really stupid because she went to this conference and it was a women's thing, can't remember what year. And she was one of the, the guest speakers and this uh, other headline um, voice that was there absolutely like squashed her, cut her off and even undermined her and like went against her message on stage. And like, it was weird. All she was doing was sharing like identity and stuff. And it was such a powerful thing. And it was like, that spiritual ugh, slime that went on her that day. Um, I almost went into going, yeah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be good. And I, I almost wasn't prayed up for it. Cause I knew I was almost like, you're good. You're made for this when I should have been warring for her beforehand. And it was like, she just got absolutely mopped up in terms of just the spiritual stuff. And that took her out for a few years. Wow. That, that, that was, it was a big, it was a big thing. And um, you know, what I learned from that was, man, I need to be really, really spiritually engaged mm. in, her de- in her development of her voice or her, uh, you know, stepping into that. And um, so we need to be engaged. We need to be a part of it, not, not, uh, not domineering, not controlling, not trying to take it a certain way, not trying to coerce or even manipulate at all. We're out of that. We're on the sidelines almost as the hey we're, we're 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 nurturing we're protecting like we're gonna we're gonna guard you you know um, no matter what comes you know uh but we're present and um the other thing i would say as well to to the men out there the other thing other practical things we can do is to be uh now this is a this is so strange this is going to be strange i've i'm saying this because many women face this be prayerfully mindful of their alignments and the things that they're putting their yes to and the people they're involved with. I've seen over the years that Christie's had people rob her voice. I've seen people steal her prophetic words. I've seen them, people reach out and pull on the mercy gift only to then um, drag them under a bus and, and basically uh, really just squash her in a, in a different way. And it comes from a, a different angle. You don't see it coming. And we need to be protectors and we need to be discerning. Ask God for discernment. I think we have a role to be discerners. And it's crazy because Christy in our marriage and in, in our dynamic, she's so much more discerning than me. She sees like the snake in the grass. Like she's got like 100 miles where I've got like five maybe. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know the equivalent. I can see stuff way more now than I used to. But I've got, a, I've got a mercy gift as well. I see what's on people's lives. Like, ah, they'll be right. And Chris like, I told you. Like, oh, man. But <laughs> I, got, I just got bit again, you know. But when it comes to her voice and to her, th- sometimes she won't see that stuff, right? And I will. Yeah. I, I second guess that. I go, no, no, no. She's way discerned. She'll see it. And then she'll get beat up. I'm like, yeah. I've got to trust that I actually have some discernment too. God's given me a little bit of something in there. I need to act on that. I need to... Have the conversations, hey, we have a conversation about that thing. We have a conversation about that, yes, maybe, you, you, you know, uh, that conference or that thing. We have a talk about that. I'm having some red flags, not really sure why. Let's have some conversations. Be invested in in their destiny and what God's given them and and make sure you, you are protect. It's, a, it's such a protector role, you know. And um, there's so many other things, but I'll just say that they're, they're the two that really jump out to me that we can do actively and, and practically.
1: Wow. This has been so good. I I, I believe this is going to get shared a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. This has been phenomenal. Do you have any last thoughts? Because I know you have so much in you, Nate. We could have you for the next five hours. But do you have any last thoughts of just anything that's stirring prophetically or anything you're like, I got to say this before we go?
2: I really, I would just really feel like, the Lord is saying, it's time. It is time for you to be the voice that God's called you to be. You know, when the, the scripture Esther 414, that you're born for such a time as this, that isn't some past tense, oh, that meant something more 10 years ago. It could not be more timely than now to be the voice that God has called you to be. And it's time that you aggressively go after the foxes that are trying to steal your passion your fire the ferocity maybe you're running because it's 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 difficult to face some of those things it's difficult to accept that god's given you such a a fiery voice or, or a message for now and you're looking at all the practicals and you're thinking what are, what are family going to think what's my husband going to think what are, what are my kids going to think what what are the people online going to think if i begin to step into this and i i just feel like i need to just. Release over you the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. That is not some, it's not some heavy blanket of duty, but it is the fear of the Lord that reveals to your spirit that unless you step into that voice that God's called you to be, this generation will miss out on what you have to release. You're called to set captives free right now. God is setting you free. He's removing those things. He's, he's removing the blinders. He's removing the obstacles that have been in you, maybe even generationally. This is something that the women in your in your family line have faced. It is time for you to break down that barrier once and for all. You've been standing there looking at it going, yeah, I'm, I can't do it. Your kids will not have to face that barrier. Your kids will know what it is like to step straight into their voice, push through mighty daughter of God. It is time for you. Think about when Esther had to make that bold move to to come before the king, knowing it could be life or death. I can imagine she was just gripped with this deep sense of this could go either way. I don't know where this is going to go, but I need to do this. This is what my life hinges on. This is what I'm called to do. And I know you're feeling this right now. And I know you're battling stuff as well over this. It's this tension between, man, like I, I can't keep living, feeling this, there's a massive, there's roar on the inside of me that's just held back. But at the same time, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what could happen. I pray that the fear of the Lord will break every insecurity and every single thing holding you back from being the Esther that you're called to be in this hour. I pray that your voice would come forth in the name of Jesus, that your voice would come forth, your message will be released and hit its mark. And I pray that you'd know what it feels like to step 100% into the boldness and the courage that God's put on the inside of you because that is who you're called to be. That is who you are called to be. And I just pray right now that you'd unmuzzle every single every single woman that is listening to this that has felt muzzled. I feel like there are even people there are, um physical symptoms right now just being being healed. I, I've seen this time and time again. I've seen this time and time again. When God frees the voices of women, physical symptoms even begin to be healed. There are people that have had, I don't I keep hearing, um, uh, what do you call it? Hormonal issues. Um, I'm not sure if it's, uh, what's it? Thyroid issues and things like that. Those things are even right now being healed as I'm praying because God is releasing your voice and he's also healing and restoring where the enemies tried to keep you shut up. And I break that now in the name of Jesus, and I call you forth. Esther, come forth. Step, step into the palace. Now, in the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Wow, amen. I felt that. I felt that. I was actually just had a... Really, really cool flashback. I was sitting probably 15 years ago listening to a CD of a preacher. And, you know, just when you think, you can't just be sitting in your office listening to somebody's message. And it set me free. And it was just a prayer he had at the end of his message. And our life at that point forward really broke out because what God put in me broke out. And the wow. Lord said that moment has been duplicated right now through that prayer. That was- I'm telling you, there are women and men that the containment, the spirit of containment just came shattering yeah. off of them. I felt that hardcore Nate. That was absolutely amazing. We're so thankful for you. I mean, we just feel so blessed that we are able to lean from you and Christy and, um, I want everybody to go to your website, go check out their prayer hives, Nate and Christy.co. The prayer hives are incredible. We're in an app together. They have their hives. We have our hub and we're going back and forth cross pollinating. I think that God loves it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does.
0: He's building a net to hold a giant harvest. And you know, um, Rabbi Jason Sobel said to, to, to get this heart, receive this harvest that God has promised, there's going to have to be a big enough container. And you know, her voice isn't the net. There's no one ministry. That's the net. Right. So this is what excites me about you and Christie's hearts is you guys know this, you've known this for a long time. And now we're learning how is God showing us to tie you know, our cord to your cord to this cord. And I don't know, I'm kind of seeing this demonstration at some point physically where we maybe get a net and color the parts different because we all don't look the same. We don't talk the same. We might think a little different, you know, but God wants to build a net to receive a giant harvest and then set them free.
2: So I just,
0: I appreciate your hearts so much. You're such a blessing to the body of Christ. And, um, I thank you so much for your time today, Nate. Thank you. Thank for being you so here.
2: much for having me on Jenny and Sean. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. We'll see you soon. Thanks, you Nate. Okay. Wow. I am absolutely incredibly moved.
1: That's amazing.
0: Absolutely amazing. When he
1: started to just prophetically prophesy, <laughs> when he, like at the very beginning, he said that the fear of the Lord was not a weight. And when he said that, I literally felt like something lifted off. And then the rest of the, I was just like, it was amazing. So I just, whoa, I know just a ton just happened.
0: Yeah. That was some serious breakthrough for us and the people listening. So go back and listen to this episode. I don't think we've even said that a single time on our episodes is to go back and listen and even rewind to that prayer. Mm -hmm. I even see people rewinding,
1: playing that over Uh their kids. Yeah. That's going to be played several times over that that yep. section even.
0: Yep. And you wow. can record that. You can screen record just that last prayer right there and put this on your phone. This is so incredible. We're so thankful that you decided to join us today at Don't Mess With Our Kids. And um, I, I just see that the enemy is like so scared, intimidated, done for. Like there's no way With this amount of breakthrough that's going to happen, that's happening now, and that's happening with the people listening, that the enemy is going to get away with anything. He's just not. So we encourage you to break forth into your destiny, into your calling, roaring with the voice of a lion. We talked about that with Christy in her episode. Listen, we're not going after intellect. We're asking the Lord to shake our spirits and awaken us in a way that um, we have a true move of God on the earth. And we believe that these are the greatest times to be alive as a Christian, as a believer, probably the worst time to be alive if we're asleep, but the Mm -hmm. best time to be alive when we're awake. So thank you so much for being with us today. And we love you guys and we'll see you next episode.